You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Glad to have you along with us today as we look at the hand of God. The hand of God. Today on Words of Encouragement. I want us, want us to take a moment this morning to think about and to consider, not just think about, but also consider the hand of God. The hand of God. Have you ever found yourself in a place where you wondered if God would use you in this world? We talk a lot about becoming a Christian, and once you become a Christian, you are to share the good news. Well, there, are, there is always something, I think, in many of our minds, just as uh, there would be in any child's mind, where is that moment where God will use me? Where is that moment that God will take my life and use me in a very specific way? If you are a Christian, your mind should have settled there somewhere, uh, somewhere at some point as to, will God use me? Why do I ask that question? Because God did not save you. He did not forgive you so that you could just sit on a pew in a church. God saved you to use you. He saved you to get going for Him. This morning, as we look at these first few verses of Luke chapter 2, I want us to see the hand of God in the lives of His children. And if you are willing and able, would you stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from Luke chapter 2, looking at verses 4 and 5. The Bible says, And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. May God bless the reading of his word to our hearts and to our lives today. You may be seated. The hand of God at work. In verses 1 through 3 of chapter 1, let's look at those. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree, a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. Now we're seeing the hand of God at work in this. Now you think, well now, how, what, what, the hand of God. Now I'm, I'm looking at this, it does not say anything about God. Uh, it says it came to pass, there was a decree, Caesar Augustus, hey, we're going we're gonna to tax uh, the world, now you say tax, and, and when I was growing up, I thought, oh, tax is bad. You know, love of God, good. Tax is bad. Taxes. This is not taxing like we think of taxing. This is a census. This is a counting. A counting. So the word is correct, but we, we hear tax, and we think, oh, no, we don't need to be taxed. Um, 
But as we look at this, where, I'm looking at where's the hand of God? A few weeks ago, we saw the early work of God in preparing the parents of John and the parents of Jesus for their births. Uh, we talked about that. Uh, today, we see the hand of preparation in placing Joseph and Mary in the right location for the birth of the Savior. Because you see, in, uh, it, it has been foretold in the Old Testament that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Well, Mary and Joseph were not in Bethlehem. So how do we get them to Bethlehem? How do they get there? How did they, do they just decide they're going to go there? Uh, there needed to be something, something that happened that caused them to go there. And what I think we're seeing here is the hand of God in placing Mary and Joseph where they need to be. And he uses something very normal, if you will. I, I use the word normal lightly because the Bible tells us this was the first time this was done. Uh, this, this taxing, this census was taken. It was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Uh, so this is happening here. This is happening, and it's the hand of God at work. In Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it says, But as for you, Bethlehem Euphrate, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. God's hand is at work in the Old Testament. Way back then, he's at work telling the people, preparing the people that the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. So the hand of God, you see it all through God's word. You see him at work all through his word. That is all well and good in the Old Testament. Saying that that's where they're going to be, but how do they get there? How do they get there from Nazareth? Is he going to support, is he going to transport them supernaturally? We've already said that's not how it's going to happen. But he gets them 70 miles through the mountains to their hometown. And God's plan is this census. Notice verse 2 tells us that this was the first census. It implies there were more times in which this, was, this happened. Uh, I love how God does his work. He does it in the natural flow of the life itself. God is at work in the natural flow of life. God is at work today in the natural flow of your lives. He's at work. He's doing things that we may not be aware of. But there are certain things that he is doing. It implies here that he is at, he is at work. God's people are waiting for the Messiah. They have no clue how the child's going to get here. They don't know. I mean, they know that he's going to be born. I mean, they know that, but they don't know who it is. They don't know, oh, it's Joseph and Mary. So we're going to watch. Uh, maybe we're going to name our children, you know, Mary, Joseph. Maybe we're, you know, maybe we're all going to try to have that child. If we knew the names of the parents, the earthly parents of Jesus... You could see that happening. All of these families trying to figure out, well, is it your Mary that's going to have it? Is it your Mary? 
But they don't know the names of the parents. They don't know who it is that is going to bring forth the baby Jesus into the world. They have no clue. But here is God moving this couple all the way to Bethlehem, putting them where they need to be. The people of God are simply living their lives day to day, not knowing, unaware that within their midst, those who are living in Bethlehem, those who had to come back for this census, that Mary and Joseph are the ones that the couple that is to bring Jesus into the world has made their way into Bethlehem. They're just living their lives. You and I live in our lives day to day. We have, we, we're not aware of what God is up to, what God is doing. But He's at work. He's at work even when we can't see Him. Have you ever wondered why you find yourself in certain conversations with people? Have you ever found yourself in a conversation and you thought, well, I'd never thought I'd talk to them about this. Never thought I would bring, uh, bring up Jesus here in this conversation. Never thought we would be discussing this topic. It's not what we normally talk about. Have you ever wondered why that happens? It doesn't happen every day, but every now and then it happens. You might find yourself talking to someone you do not know or maybe you know of them, but there you are talking with them. Coincidence? I find it hard to believe. I, I believe there are divine appointments where God has you in the right place with the right people at the right time and they're open to listening to you. Talk about God. It's a divine appointment. The, the, everything, if, if, if you want to put it in earthly terms or worldly terms, the stars have all aligned in the right place. Everything's as it should be. And the moment happens. I don't think that's coincidence. I believe there are divine appointments where God desires to use you and I in a way that influences someone toward Him. It just happens. I know sometimes we think we have to make it happen. We've got to make those moments happen. I certainly think we have to make use of the opportunities God gives to us. I think we need to make use of them. But of course, we need to know when they come. We need to be aware of when they, when they are in front of us. And when the time is right, we will know. And we say something, and we talk, and we share. God is still at work today, His wonders to perform. As children of God, He desires to use us as His ambassadors in this world. We're on a mission each day that we live. The fact that God is in control should not disturb us. It should bring us comfort. There should be great comfort in knowing God is in control of the conversation you're having with someone. There should be great comfort in that, in knowing that, hey, I may think I'm messing it all up as I'm talking to this person, but no. No, God is going to use you. 
in that moment with that person, there will be a moment of influence from God through you to that person. And something supernatural is happening. The hand of God is at work. We may not always understand why He is allowing certain events to transpire. But we must trust that He knows best. We must trust that He knows best. He does love us, you know. He does. The hand of God is always at work. That's the first thing I want you to see. The hand of God is always at work. At work. The people of God living their lives. Look at, look at that verses 4 and 5 again. Joseph going up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. It makes it sound like, boy, you know, he just went. You know, he got, in the, he got in the car, they drove, just like we did yesterday to go see my parents. We got in the car, drove th almost three hours to see them, and drove almost three hours back, and it was no big deal. It's amazing how they just kind of sum it up here. <laughs> Joseph went up from Galilee. Hey, went to, uh, went to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be counted, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, for she was great with child. There, so the young couple sets, sets out to Bethlehem. One question that I have is, did they know they were supposed to be in Bethlehem before the census? Did they know the prophecy? I want to say yes. They, they, were, they were godly people. They, they, they were taught the things of God, the scriptures. I think they may have known, yes. That that's where it was, supposed, it was going to happen. Did they, now that they are the ones and they are told that that's where it's going to happen. Well, here we go in a city of David. Wow. So they are very aware of that they're going and why they're going. And yet here's the census that is getting them there. I, I just wonder how excited Mary was about that trip. <laughs> I just have to wonder how she may have, how excited she may have been. No, no bus to get on. Of course, that would have been bad enough to ride a bus 70 miles. But then the census had been called. People had to go to their hometowns to be registered, to be counted. This is what was going to happen. God sometimes uses the decrees of man to accomplish his will. The moving of this, cup, of this couple to Bethlehem is an act of God through an act of man. Interesting how God uses man to accomplish his will. What might God be doing through the acts of man today? What might he be doing? What might he be doing to accomplish his kingdom work? The truth is we do not know. But Mary and Joseph, what did they do? They were obedient in their daily lives. They were following the decree. They were making their way to Bethlehem. God is moving them in line with the prophecies of the Old Testament prophets. And as you and I live today, God is at work. He's doing things. You have to remember that the people of the Old Testament, the people of the Bible, were people like you and I. They were people. They had the same base nature. They had the same, uh, they had dreams. They had, you know, they, they had thoughts of their own. I mean, they were people like you and I. And we, as the people of God, the children of God, are just like they were. 
We ride a roller coaster like they did sometimes. There are moments in our lives we're doing what God wants us to do and we are happy and we're excited. And then there are those moments when we choose to do other than what God would have us to do and we're in a valley and we're trying to get out of the valley. And we ride the same roller coaster as the people of God did. But God wants to use us just like he did the people back then. As you and I live day to day, God is acting through events that lead up to a specific act. The weather, the people you see, the places you go, the conversations you have. God is in all of that. He is at work in all of that. Through the natural flow of our lives, God is at work reaching out to people. Think about it. There really are people out in this world who watch you because they know you are a Christian. Or at least they know that you go to church and they're watching you. Does Jesus really change a life? Does Jesus really change a heart? They want to know. Well, preacher, I don't want them looking at me. Well, I don't want them looking at me either. <laughs> but they're going to. Because we are the children of God. We are the ones who have been set apart. We are the ones who have accepted Christ as our Savior and Lord. And thus we have been set apart from the rest of the world. And they're going to look at us. I'm not trying to put pressure on you. I'm just wanting you to know that they're looking for a Savior. They're looking for the Messiah. They're looking to see if He's real and if He changes lives. And we're the only ones they can look at to see. Oh, but brother preacher man, can't they look at somebody on the TV? Can't they look at somebody? Yeah, they can look at somebody they don't know. But they want to look at somebody they do know. They want to see if God is real and he changes hearts. And they're going to look at us. They want to see the change. As we live our lives for the world to see if we are believers, then that will make a difference in our decisions, our actions, our reactions, the word we use, the words we use and how we use them. It's going to make a difference. God will place us where we need to be to do the work that He wants done. All we have to do is live our lives in obedience to Him. That's what we do. And when we do, we will be where we need to be in order to do what He wants done in pointing people to Him. Are you living your life in obedience to God? That's the second thing. Are you living your life in obedience to God? The last thing, the action of God. Look at verse 6. It says, And so it was, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Delivered? Delivered of a son. A child was to be born. We see the action of God. God had everything in place. The scene is set for God to act. What was he going to do? He was about to send his son into the world. I mean, I cannot imagine. I, what was it like? What was he like up in heaven? He was there. Jesus was there at, at creation. And he's about to come into the world like you and I came into this world. Whoa. It's about to happen. He's about to send his son into this world. And this son was going to grow up. He was going to grow up sinless. And then he was going to die 
with our sins laid upon him. The act of sending his son into this world was prepared for long before Mary had even been born. God's hand was at work all through the ages to redeem people from the shackles of sin. God's hand is still at work. He is still taking action against sin. Nothing can stop his work. His work through us, though, can be hindered. That is because sometimes we fail to give ourselves over to him for his use. Notice though, when Mary and Joseph did that, when they gave themselves over to him for, to, to be used by him, when they did that, they lived their lives as best they could, but they lived their lives following God. God used them in, a, in the most important way ever for our world. How will God use you in this world? How will He use you as you live a life dedicated to Him daily? How will He use you? How will He use you to touch others' lives for Him? What action is God wanting to do through you? We know what He did through Mary and Joseph. What does He want to do through you? That's what we have to ask. What does He want to do through you? Let me say this. You will never know until you give your heart, your emotions, your, the direction of your day, your desires daily to Him. You will never know until you do that. I picture God working with one hand while the other is outstretched to us. He's at work, but His hand is outstretched to us, bidding us to come to Him. Longing for us to take his hand and let's go and let's go work together. Let's go do something. Let's go do something. That's how I see him sometimes. His outstretched hand beckons us, urges us, compels us to place our lives in that hand and allow him to get to work. What does he want to do through your life? That's the question that only you can answer as you daily give yourself to Him, then you'll know. And God will work, and He will use you in this world. We were not saved to sit on a pew on a Sunday. We were saved to go and to share the good news with others. We were saved to be tools of Almighty God. Place yourself in His hand. The hand of God is always at work. Are you living your life in obedience to Him? What will He do with His hand on your life? Maybe this morning you would like, you've not done it. You've not said, look, I want Jesus in my heart. I want Him to forgive me of my sins. I am, I'm sorry for my sins. I, I, I want to be forgiven of my sins. I want Christ to come into my heart and to be in charge of my life. Maybe today you need to make that decision. If you need to talk with me, I am available. I am available to talk to. Please contact me. It's the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. To have Christ in charge. I want to thank you for listening today to the Words of Encouragement podcast. I also want to today, since this is making its way to you on this Thursday, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. I hope that things go well. I hope that you are able to visit with family. If not, 
and you're being safe, which I hope that you are anyway, know that God knows where you are. He knows your name and he loves you. He loves you. He loves you so much. The Bible tells us that he sent his only son, Jesus, into this world. Merry Christmas. I hope that as we move into the new year, we will have a better year and that things will go much more smoothly. Remember, God is with you. Stay with him. Walk with him. Get to know him better. Get to know him as your father. Allow him to take care of you. Lean on him. Think about these things as we draw closer to a new year. And as we draw closer to a new year of words of encouragement, stay tuned as we uh, will have uh, many more messages to come in the year to come. Remember, you matter to God and to us.
thank you for listening to the broadcast of Words of Encouragement today. I hope that your Christmas will be a wonderful Christmas. Even though you may not be able to visit with loved ones and friends, um, focus on God. Focus on His love. Remember that He cares for you. He has missionaries around the world helping people to know who He is. And I'm here telling you today that you matter to Him. He knows your name, and He will make a way for you. He will help you as we walk through these days of this virus and everything else. He is the constant. He is our rock. Uh, And we must depend on Him, lean on Him, uh, and draw comfort from Him. So I'm praying for you that you will have a good Christmas, no matter what's going on in your life. Uh, We pray for those who've lost loved ones this past year. It has been a difficult year, but God is faithful. God is present, and He is faithful. We hope that you will enjoy uh, your Christmas time. And before we leave, I'm going to leave a uh, song with you. He's got the whole world in His hands, and I hope that it will bring some encouragement to you today.